Welcome to Sound Off, WKNC's daytime music podcast where we discuss some of the latest news and then do in-depth album reviews of some of the biggest new releases in the independent music world. I am DJ Ones as always, also known as Michael Jones. That's my real life name. Uh, and alongside me I have... Sean Shorty Shorts England. I'm just going to combine the two. You have to figure out which part is my DJ name and which part is my real name. That should be like a bonus question for the audience. Yeah. Figure out the difference and then you win a prize. And tell your friends. More and... free episodes of Sound Off. <laughs> Bam. You have to pay for this stuff. No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, well, this week is a pretty big week for us. Um, a couple of quick news stories and then big releases by both the Dodos with their new album, No Color. Okay. And then you have the new release from Curvile as well. So let's let's get right into it. Um, first things first, let's talk about some Radiohead. Now, like with their last album, In Rainbows, they went with a online-only, at least initially online-only release. Well, they've just released their recent, or I guess their most recent album, The King of Limbs. They kind of set up the same way, that online-only release, pay-what-you-want type of system, which is it's popular among the kids on the internet, and they... They have a big enough fan base to uh, get away with that and get away with it successfully. But my thing is, now they're going to start churning out those physical copies, much like they did with um, um, In Rainbows. And there's one thing in particular that they're going to be releasing, one of these editions, they're going to be releasing it with, and it is, in fact, a like a newspaper edition. Well, yeah. So what they're doing, I think they're going to release, they're going to, you have an available option to buy the album with some type of newspaper and something specific to the album. But they're also, I think they're doing that. They're doing another thing with their newspaper, um, which is at, what is it? What's the website called? Uh, I'm trying to figure it out right now. It's the universal sigh S I G H. Right. So yeah. So they're making their newspaper completely separate and apparently you can pick it up. You people who are living in, uh, you know, bustling metropolises uh, that might uh, have the luxury of receiving this paper, I think I think it's going to be in D.C. I know it's just going to be in some big cities. I was hoping it would be in Raleigh, but but yeah, so they'll just be re- releasing the Universal Side newspaper yeah. specific to them. I find this incredibly ironic. Why? Because uh, Radiohead, they are in. I guess you can consider them pioneers of this new online force, basically. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they revolutionized that pay-only system because they were the first to really take a major risk. They could have easily released it only as a physical copy. I mean, of course, they're going to make, and the record label that they're with is going to make a significant amount of money because people are going to go out and buy that physical copy. But regardless, they're doing something that doesn't seem very modern. It doesn't seem very radio-esque. I mean, what do you think is a rather uh, stagnant media right now? It's physical newspaper copies. Yeah, but that's, I think that's what, I guess the irony would come from, you know, how significant this is. I, I'm a big fan of, of this and the, uh, the uh, other news topic we'll talk about will tie in pretty, pretty well. I like when bands get creative and do something really individual, something I, I've never heard of a, you know, Wilco is one of my favorite bands, and they're always doing something really creative, whether it's making coffee or, you know, well, a lot of people will, like, make a, a poster or, like, make their tickets really cool for each show. 
So I, I like that Radiohead's doing something kind of kind of weird. It, yeah, it's kind of it's the fanboys are going to eat this stuff up definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Be, uh, and I mean they're catering to the right audience. Radiohead, they're at the position where they can actually go out and do this stuff and do it successfully. Yeah. I uh, like I don't know, who some small band, I just think of any insert small band here couldn't go about doing this successfully without the type of financial resources and the weight of a record label and a humongous fan base that Radiohead has, I mean, it just goes to show you that they can go out and kind of do these, and it seems like irrational money wasters in a way. But, <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand the point. And uh, again, there's still a lot that hasn't been confirmed about this newspaper edition of the album. Uh, so a lot of it is still speculative, but I just don't see how trying to transfer their medium into something that's ultimately irrelevant makes any sense. It's fun, Michael. No, it's, it's not. This is like the video game editions where I, where you can like, uh, you know, if you buy this special edition of the video game, you get an action figure and can download a weapon. It's useless. I mean, who cares? A lot of people care. Yeah, I, I know. I, a lot of people I, I agree. I think what you're saying is you don't care. And I don't. I don't really care either, but I think it's cool. If I was a Radiohead fan or if a band I was a fan of was doing this, I would really want that newspaper. It should really be all about the music at the end of the day. And I don't know if, it, I mean, it just seems like it's clouding it and it's frustrating and it's a waste of time, but it's interesting. If anything, it's interesting. Yeah. And uh, I, so it's, I don't know, It's it seems to be catering to such a, dedicated fan base that I'm not in it completely like I'm not crying over when the next Radiohead album is going to get released so I didn't rush out and download this record necessarily right I mean I was I'd listen to it I have listened to it but it's just not I don't think there's enough hype that I have personally to want to really get behind such a, something that is so uh, so past its prime in a way I'd be willing to bet that all of these papers will be snagged. I don't think one will be left on the shelves. I also don't know how much of a uh, how much they're gonna put out. Yeah, they're doing it. It's a one-time event. I think they're just gonna have them available one day, and then whenever they sell out or just go out, I don't know how much they cost or or how much if they're gonna charge at all. But I I don't know. I think it's a good uh, publicity stunt. I, I think it's gonna. Some people are gonna be like, "All right, yeah, I'll get. I should get the album now, cause, cause I like Radiohead and I have this awesome newspaper." They don't really need a publicity <laughs> stunt, though. Why? Why would they go and spend so much of their time doing this? I mean, I really hope there's something significant about uh, this newspaper edition that they put out, or, or otherwise it will just completely fall flat. I mean, there needs to be some type of additional incentive for going out and buying it. I don't know if there is one because, again, we're still left a little bit in the dark about what exactly is going to be on it. And you are really anti this newspaper right now. I am. It's, no, <laughs> it's just I think it's it's kind of this weird mix of having a band that is so uh, forward about pushing things out on a digital front, like mu- like their their main source, their music. I mean, they they're gung ho about this online uh, fan base, and a lot of their fan base is online. We live in a physical world, Michael. Yeah, really tell all the newspapers that have been shutting down 
about that. I'm sure they live in a physical world. Maybe maybe it's like record grave. Maybe it's like record store day. It's an attempt to to keep the uh, the medium of of newspaper. The newspaper Radiohead alive. trying to keep the newspaper alive. I don't know. Keep it. I don't. I don't know. I think, that's it, not, I think it keeps it. I don't think relevant it relevant in a way. I mean, what's their intention? I mean, this is one like special edition. I don't think it's going to influence many people to go out and buy. I don't the New York Times after they get this or like the USA Today. I think still it's going to. The the uh, fanboys are going to pick it up just like the nerds who stand in line for new Apple products are going to go buy them or the the nerds that go buy the video game extra edition for over $100 more than the actual game itself costs just because it has like a cat helmet that you can put on your cat. Yeah, but they do that because they want it. And I don't I just don't know why you you're so against it. I mean There's no utility. I mean, at the end of the day, sure Radiohead Radiohead is hap- happiness, joy is utility. No, and money can't buy happiness, Mr. England. Um, I don't but it can't buy jet skis, that. and jet skis will make you happy. Yeah, it can buy immediate happiness. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it just it just doesn't seem useful. At the end of the day, Radiohead is a band. Their primary concern should be about playing shows and recording music. And I I mean, this doesn't really relate too much. I mean, it's just another gimmicky special edition. And we talked a lot about Radiohead. Yeah, we did. I said brief, but by that I mean no, we're not. We're going to talk about this. We're going to fleece it out. Fleece, no, office, uh, the uh, office reference. Uh, All right, never mind. Let's, well, let's move on to our next. <laughs> I think this is a good time to move on to the next subject. Um, recently, you know, tsunami has been devastated, or uh, Japan has been devastated by those uh, those terrible tsunamis and, uh, and just kind of, the whole area is being hit recently. I think Burma the other day got a pretty big earthquake as well. So <laughs> this is a good instance where the music world, at least uh, the independent and alternative music world, is starting to come out and reach their fan bases to release special content to raise money for Japan. Just to give you a brief idea of some of the bands that are um, are in some of the lab- record labels that are getting involved, the Morning Benders, just released a EP over their website. Uh, it features two songs, a couple of remixes, where all the proceeds are going to Japan Society, or Japan Society's Earthquake Relief Fund. Um, the record label ATP is putting on a concert um, to help raise money as well. Uh, you have like people like uh, the bassist from Joy Division uh, and uh, the the British electronica band uh, Delphic. They're performing benefit shows throughout the UK. UK, uh, uh, Cold Cave is selling a limited edition uh, cassette through a Japanese label to raise some money. And then you have bands like Primal Scream and Liam Gallagher's new project BDI who are scheduled to perform benefit concerts as well. Uh, Jonesy and uh, several others are kind of contributing for this compilation that's going to go to help uh, for the Japan Society's Earthquake Relief Fund. Uh, the drummer of the Big Pink, who is uh, Asian, I'm not sure if she's Japanese or not, uh, she is, uh, alongside of several others, are selling limited edition t-shirts. I mean, There are several other record labels that are going to be putting money up for Japan. And then, um, of course, and this needs to be mentioned, because she's relevant, I'm sure, uh, Rebecca Black, who has brought us such, such fantastic hits like Friday, which is the day that we recorded this, actually. Oh yeah, should be our theme song. Kicking in the front Not seat. Really. What she? Which seat should she take, England? Yes. 
Okay, that works. But uh, she has actually <laughs> said that profits from the song Friday, she's going to donate them to Japan as well, which is very nice. Oh, now I know what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about someone really relevant that I should have, that I should know about. But now I realize you're talking about that child who, that who seems year to old be girl, passing yeah. uh, around some song. And I hear the lyrics are to... I'm not going to speak anymore of that. That's fine, no, but uh, let's <laughs> let's get a general idea about what this is necessarily doing. I think this is an interesting case where um, the there's a lot of rallying behind this issue from a group of people that you wouldn't necessarily think would be so gung ho about raising money. I mean, these some of these bands or acts don't necessarily have tons and tons of funds, but they're still kind of helping support the causes themselves. Uh, so, I mean, that's it's really interesting in, in how quickly the response is. And also, uh, I should have mentioned, the Mountain Goats are releasing, I believe it's a cassette as well. Hmm. And they, they put it up on eBay. And I need to find how much it was going for at last. So would you uh, would you be more excited about the Radiohead newspaper if it was going, if the... Absolutely, <laughs> because then it would have some utility. Okay, oh so so uh, the Mountain Goats are releasing a unreleased song via cassette, all of the proceeds of which are going to help uh, uh, aid in uh, Japan. And right now, uh, there is a little less than a day, so I believe it closes on March 26th, the ad. Oh, or so wow. If you listen to this before, I mean, the, the bid, the bidding closes before March 26th. So if you're listening to this now... Um, it's on eBay. Uh, I think you search Mountain Goats, unreleased song. If you're a humongous Mountain Goats fan and want to help fund uh, some of the relief efforts that are going on in Japan, uh, right now there are 58 bids. Mm. The current bid is $2,375 <laughs> for one Mountain Goats unreleased song. Um, so On a cassette. On a cassette. You own a cassette. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, England, anything to add? I well, like I was saying about the uh, the creativity of Radiohead's newspaper, I just like I like that people are doing this. Um, I was really happy with uh, the response to Haiti. There wasn't, I mean, there was kind of that. I think that was more of a commercialized, um, you know, effort to help. There were a lot of big names, but I think. Japan isn't getting that much attention by big artists, which is kind of, you know, crazy. I mean, it's a big deal, a lot of uh, a lot of trouble. But yeah, I love that these bands are doing this. They're doing really cool things. They're not just being lazy either. They're they're putting out new material. Yeah, or unreleased they're, material. Yeah, yeah. And they're put they're um you know, the tape is interesting. Um I, and you know, people still listen to vinyl. There's a uh, I mean, CDs are still relevant. There's still a niche audience for some of this stuff. But tapes, tapes are are kind of like, you know, I don't know. They're almost irrelevant, which makes them almost more of a a keepsake, more of a rare find, right? Yeah. And especially like that Mountain Goats single, it's really, it's not. I don't. I'm not amateurish, but it's really unpolished. It's just a track that they have on a cassette. I mean, it's as simple as that. This is. For the hardest of hardcore Mountain Goat fans, this is like a, a a token of sorts. Or perhaps just someone who 
who wants really an excuse wants to, to, yeah. to give a lot of money to. That's true. That's true. Because I'm sure they could turn around and sell it on eBay for a still a good amount and, and get quite a large return on whatever they were doing. But I don't necessarily think, I hope that doesn't necessarily happen because that kind of denotes some of the value of it. But regardless, that money is going to help uh, aid in Japan. And I hope they like the song on the track. When Absolutely. They get <laughs> I think I've paid, I paid $12 for a limited two track, uh, single mm -hmm. that for arcade fires last thing oh yeah. yeah they had a couple of those just floating out there and uh it was all under the radar right and then our local record store school kids said they had a copy and this was over the summer so i ran over there yeah picked one up very excited it was great all right that was good i oh, thought i thought yeah. you were gonna say that the, the song was bad no was it was great and you only paid 12 dollars as opposed for, to a couple like thousand yeah and that's true too and i Mine didn't really go help uh, uh, a cause. It just went to go help a local well, music store. it helped your musical sense. That's true as well. And now, Not many people heard those songs. And now you can share your knowledge on Sound Off. Exactly. And I can, I can tell that little story. Uh, so at this point, let's move on to some album reviews. Now, first up, we're going to be talking about Kurt Vile, Smokering for My Halo. Uh, this is his latest release. Um, let's just get right into it. Okay. Mr. Anglin, what do you believe about Kerfile's latest release? I uh I liked it a lot. Smoke ring for my halo. Uh well, I like I liked it. I liked a lot of the music and I liked some of the music a lot. I wouldn't say I liked the album a lot. I liked uh track number two, Jesus Fever. Uh that's probably my favorite track. And uh I, I really like how calm number four is, um, on tour. And that, that's kind of a, I was really aware of that context, just thinking of being on tour and no matter how much fun you're having, like, like thinking of being on a bus or like a crowded car or whatever, just on the road. And uh, I just thought, I, I really liked how calm that song was. But um, I really wasn't a fan of some of the, some of the songs like five or six. I thought six was, was kind of boring and, and some of the sounds of those other tracks just just went away from what I wanted to listen to. So um I liked I liked some of the music, but the album didn't really apply to me. Um I think I will want to listen to some of the songs and I think if uh they come up on my shuffle, I talk about that all the time. That's kind of my my basis of rating a song. Yeah. If if some of these songs come up on my shuffle uh, I will gladly listen to them, and if some of the other songs come up, I might consider just deleting them from my computer. <laughs> well, this album is certainly lyrically rich. It's quite minimalist, yeah. too. Most of it is just Mr. Vile, um, just him singing and playing this very eloquent guitar. Mm. And that's about most of it. And uh, I think this is really an album of two tempos. Uh, the first half, very kind of slower paced, somewhat dark. Uh, and Well, that, it's kind of gritty undertone uh, carries throughout a lot of the music as well. Um, I definitely agree. Baby's or I like Baby's Arms a lot. Yeah, Baby's Arms and track. Jesus Fever are, are the two standouts for this record. Um, it gets a little boring about halfway through yeah. uh, because really you're not going to get much diversity. I think he, choose, he switches from acoustic to electric guitar at one point and that helps, but again, it's not a very robust sound and I think a lot of it is hoping that the listener will, 
you know, engage with his lyrics and his kind of smoky voice. Yeah. And uh, his ability to, to play guitar. And for me, I mean, I like more diversity within the tracks itself uh, or at least some robust sound coming out ex- except for just, I mean, it's really difficult to pull off just a man and his guitar unless everything is working just perfectly. And those that can are some of the best musicians of their times. And those that can't sometimes fall a little bit short. And so for me, this fell a little bit short. It's not to denounce it as a whole. Um, if you do like these kind of lonesome records, it's yeah. very personal. It feels yeah. very personal. Uh, so it's kind of voyeuristic in a way. Yeah, it's yeah. you're right. It's very, it's just like a lot of the albums we talk about. It's, I mean, you know, perspective. Uh, the songs are really long. Not really long, but five minutes, six minutes, some of them. And if you want to listen to it, then it'll be great. But if you, if it doesn't apply to you, if you're, uh, if you can't pay attention, which I couldn't even for about a minute to some yeah. of these songs, then those four or five extra minutes was Since just way too so much. Since it is so slow, it is really easy for you to get lost in uh, what is going on because I mean, a lot of it is the same. It doesn't really change up too frequently and for that reason um it can be problematic to listen to it as a whole but yeah it is it's pretty enjoyable overall i mean of course if if you get bored you're probably not gonna like it (laughs) it's as easy as that it really is one of those you have to stick with it because your i mean your attention span could run out yeah it's it's kind of a classic rocky sound also i mean i feel like some older people could could easily pick up this album but yeah Maybe for the for the young mind, for the the active youth in in our society, it's just not. It's it would be a little harder. No, I agree completely. So, so uh, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good rundown of Carvalho's latest. Now let's move on to something I am ridiculously excited about. This is the new release from the Dose. I believe this is their fourth album. Yes, it is their fourth album. No color. Um, England. So let's let yeah. you start out. I haven't heard any anything from you. So yeah, you've been you've been oh man our uh, oh man our philosophy and and this and and doing this uh, podcast is to not not say anything to each other. I couldn't help before, myself before any of these podcasts, but because we don't want it, you know, we want it to be fresh. We want it to be real. But keeping it real, yeah. When keeping it real goes right, <laughs> but Michael over here just could not. Uh, keep his joy in his mind for a single moment. As soon as he got it, I think he was was telling me about it. Yeah. Uh, But, (laughs) okay. Yeah. yeah. So the Dodo's No Color, uh, I really liked it. The first listen, uh, I was a big fan. I like Black Knight, which was the single, I think. But for some reason, I feel like I've heard the third track uh, titled Good. I feel like I've I've heard that around. I don't know if it was leaked or if it's just, uh, if they let it out but um yeah i i liked it a lot i listened to the the whole album all the way through and was and was pretty satisfied um but there were there were some things track number four which is sleep i think repeating a line like that like saying a, a lyric over and over is really risky i think and i don't really i don't really like it in this instant but it matches the repetitive style of that song of that of the music in that song um but towards the end like track 6 
and uh, track eight. Track eight might have been my my favorite. I love that that classic guitar, um, uh, whatever type of composition that is. It, uh, I was a big fan of. Um, towards the end, six, seven, and eight, I think have all, all really have good intro ugh, introductions, uh, and I really liked it. But when the other instrumentation came in or the vocals. Uh, I'd say I was somewhat let down, maybe just because I like those introductions so much. Uh, and my final uh, conclusion of the album is that I enjoyed it my first listen through, but I'm not sure how many songs I will return to purposefully. I'm not, I'm not sure how many of these songs will be like, yes, I want to listen to that now, which is kind of opposite of my opinion of Kurt Vile, where I didn't like it as much and I might, I might like it more later. I liked the Dodo's album immediately and might not want to listen to it again as much. But all I liked right, it. Well, <laughs> I think, I think I'm going to, this is the best album I've heard all year. That's how I'm just going to start this out. This is their masterpiece. It's taken them four records to do it, but they've pulled off. Uh, it's just astoundingly good front to back. Every song it works. It's in the right order. It has the right uh, uh, diversity among tracks. It has this power. It's a lot more mature than any of their previous records. I mean, uh, in those in those others, they're just not nearly as grown as musicians. And uh, Merrick becomes he kind of he he comes into his own as a lyricist. And those songs where the lyrics aren't necessarily the strong point, I think like sleep i love that track not necessarily because of the lyrical content of it but because it is able to kind of capture you with this diversity of sounds so you get this kind of orchestral influence towards the very end which is just fantastic um just front to back this is amazing i one of my favorites is good i really like track three uh going under track two is fantastic as well um seven hunting seasons is a great example of how they've used that vibraphone that they incorporated into their it. last album, Time to Die. Um, the vibraphone really isn't all that used. It doesn't seem as influential as in their past records, or at least when they added it, I mean, it was a, it was a major musical influence. This has much more orchestral elements. I mean, I think you have those backing vocals by Nico Case, I wish it was more prevalent that that was Nico Case. I mean, she has a very distinct, rich sound behind her. It doesn't really come out as much as it should, although I think it works because they don't want Nico Case to to dominate this uh, uh, vocally because she could easily come into any yeah. record and just dominate it vocally. She's that fantastic of a, uh, of a singer herself. But, uh, I mean, just every song I could talk about for hours. Wow. Um, Black Knight is a great start. It's as easy as that. I if you, if I'd liken it to anything, I'd liken it to last week. I talked about the Strokes with Machu Picchu being a great start. It kind of sets the tone for the whole album, and Black Knight does that exactly here as well. It kind of sets this general tone going under, kind of in, increases that idea, and it helps you uh, dive into the and bite into the core of this record. And then the probably the best two songs, in my opinion, are. are Two of the best songs, uh, "Good" and "Sleep," follow right after each other. Um, there are several songs on here that are that are a 
what seem to be a lot longer than I'm used to for Dodo's tracks. Uh, I mean, with the exception of things like Joe's Waltz on their second record um, and Jody on their second record. I mean, these some of these are rather long songs. It's a it's a healthy size of an album, um, and, and there's so much to enjoy there that I have no complaint at its length. I mean, if it was long and boring, then I would be complaining all day, but that's just not the case at all. Um, Good has just this amazing power behind it, and they're really great at this in live performances as well, where they can change it up to where he's or Merrick is singing this type of uh, I don't know what seems to be very kind of a low key, maybe a deeper tone voice, and he just picks it up, and the instruments just punch it and carry it to this just powerful level that just throws the whole song into not a, a great whirlwind. Like if a whirlwind was good, this would be the type of uh, whirlwind it would throw you into. <laughs> um, Companions. Yes. The the start of that track is amazing. Uh, it's, it's kind of like a Spanish guitar. I want to yeah. say it's very precise. Mm-hmm. It's very eloquent. And uh, I mean, again, I think that's consequence of their maturity. They're getting old. Not, well, not that old, but, <laughs> but still I like for, wedding crashers, like old. wedding crashers old. Yeah. Uh, they're they're getting older, and I think it's starting to show. And uh, the the production quality is also very great in this entire record. Nice, yeah. Wow, you uh, vibraphones. You were a fan. More vibraphones. You weren't. You weren't lying. If, look this. at look at the <laughs> listens that I have for this. Oh wow! Over the past over the past two weeks, they have. Um, uh, some of them are peaking up at twenty seven. Which uh, is good and sleep are at twenty seven. Which I'm not even sure. Hunting season is at sixteen. He could have even been listening in other places at those times too, not even just on his iTunes. Yeah, I, I, that is definitely a solid judgment of a song is by how many times it's played. <laughs> oh man, then on your iTunes, like the National are just ridiculous because <laughs> most of it is is them just clearly, but. I mean, this this is going to be one of my most listened to records at the end of the year. Um, I can already tell now. And I'm incredibly excited. I've been waiting for something that would take me uh, to this level as it has. But uh, but it's it's finally come, and it has come in the form of the Dodos. In the last seven days, I've listened uh, to the Dodos, and it's just been this record, really, 57 times. Um, let's see. In the last... Three months, I've listened to the Dodos 103 times, like 103 tracks. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that's some solid, the only some the only artist that, the only artist Jones. that beats that is Yuck right now, 147. Mm. But I don't know. I still haven't had as much time as I've had with Yuck on the Dodo. I mean, I've had it for like two weeks. But I yeah, this is just an amazing record. Front I I I hope they become massive successes because of this because this is about as good as it gets. Well, this is their Kanye. If that oh gosh, sense. I don't know. Well, oh yeah, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, well, yeah, it's interesting. I, I've enjoyed uh, being on Sound Off. It's 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 interesting to listen to albums, anyways. But it's also to to listen to an album and have something to say about it uh, is is an interesting process. And it was really interesting. For me to be able to listen to the Dodos and like it, and then get to the end of it and and be in some sort of disposition that would that would make me think that I wouldn't want to listen to it that much more. 
again, which isn't necessarily the case. It's just, you know, the initial reaction. And uh, that's why, you know, albums persist. You don't just listen to it once and that's all <laughs> that's all you have. Some do, and I, I don't I don't think it's giving it necessarily the justice that it deserves. Right. But I think that's a pretty good place to end on. Um if you have something to say about a particular album or have a new story in mind that you'd like us to look at, you can send your request to soundoff at WKNC.org. Also make sure to follow us. We are on Twitter at WKNC Soundoff. We're always looking for your input and uh hearsay. Is that would you say hearsay? Hearsay. Oh, it's all I'm it's sure. well just your your uh feedback is uh is always welcomed. However Absolutely. good or bad it may be. Absolutely. Help us be better. Please. Please. But uh, uh, we, we haven't quite decided what we'll be reviewing next week, so you can always check the Twitter feed. That gets updated every week when um, well, an episode comes out and when we actually announce what's coming up for the next week. Um, but I think this is a good place for us to sound off, and we will see you later. Go see a live show.